Amy McLaughlin here for Stick Together, a half hour of workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. We come to you from 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation with respect to the Elders past, present and emerging. We are coming to you on your community radio station on the Community Radio Network with the financial support of the Community Radio Federation. From May 1 to 5, the National Tertiary Education Union, the NTEU, called a National Week of Action with stop work rallies across Australia's public universities. During COVID, university managements callously sacked thousands of university workers, academic and professional staff, but the work that these people did did not go away. It is now part of the increasing workloads of fewer and fewer staff members. Casualisation, underpayment, wage theft and delays in EBA negotiations have brought an unprecedented militancy to the sector with academic and professional staff as well as students sending a please explain notice to the increasingly suspect corporatised managers on high salaries running the sector. On Wednesday, May the 3rd, Victorian NTU members took part in a 24-hour strike with members from Monash, University of Melbourne, RMIT, La Trobe, Deakin and Victoria University all joining at Trades Hall in Carlton for a stop work meeting and rally. First up, some of the members tell us why they were there. This is quite an exciting affair, isn't it, to have all, all these people coming together around this issue? Oh, it's a thrill, right? I mean, I think it really goes to show how widespread and systemic the problems of Victorian universities are, and I mean, of course, the sector at all. Yeah. So you're from Deakin? Yeah, that's right. So we've just come off um, battling a non-union ballot on, on the same issues that we're going to be talking about here today, right? Like wanting a fair pay rise, secure jobs, and... Um, and safe jobs. And, and, yeah, well, safe jobs, right? I mean, I've been a casual in the school for since 2017. You know, every, every 11 weeks I'm out of a job. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really important to be here, I think. Yeah. How does that affect your uh, day-to-day life, being uh, out of work every, you know... Uh, I mean, does it affect uh, your ability to plan? Yeah, I mean, I think you're always on the verge of... Um, you're always worried about money. You're always trying to squirrel something away. And you can never plan, right? Because when you're out of work, when you're unemployed every 11 weeks, it means that the idea of spending money on you know, dental surgery that you might need or planning a holiday or paying that little bit more in rent is really risky because you don't know when you're suddenly not going to be taking home any income at all. You know? And then you know, most years, from October through to, through to March, I'm not getting a paycheck. So that kind of precarity, is, it, it does a real number on your mental health but also your finances. Uh, what sort of area are you teaching? So I, um, I mainly teach creative writing, but also gender studies, I've taught literature, yeah. and I've worked across multiple Victorian universities, and they're all the same. Yeah, and I was going to say that uh, the amount of effort you personally have to put in to get the qualifications to be allowed to actually teach at a university is very large commitment. Yeah, well, I mean, that's it, right? Like... <laughs> I have a doctorate, you know, and I, I did it in the PhD timeline that they wanted, and I've just sort of given everything I can um, to my employer. You know, a lot of free work, a lot of free hours to try and, you know, secure a job, and I can't do it. There's, there's no job to be found. You know, there was one year where I applied for 47 jobs, and I got an interview for one, despite being extremely qualified in my area. Do, um, 
at Deakin, you've been through uh, uh, negotiations. Uh, how long ago was the last negotiation? So the last negotiation meeting would have been ooh, maybe two months ago. Um, what happened was that management came and spoke to us for six months. They said that they were bargaining. Then they put out an agreement to staff that had none of the things that we negotiated with them in the bargaining meetings. Um, and staff have just voted it down in a ballot. So we're now heading back to the bargaining table within the next two weeks, hopefully. Yeah. So the cost of living, uh, any pay rises, a anything come out of any of your work with these people? No, not so far. Deakin did pay an administrative pay rise last year of 3.75%, but there's been nothing this year and they've said that there will be nothing this year. Um, so no nothing of yet. They did offer 3% per year for the next three years, which is of course well below what everybody else in the sector has been offered. You know, where the NTU secured agreement, it's been about 3.5% per year um, and higher in some, some spaces. So Deakin has tried to undercut um, the sector and, and, and offer its employees a worse a worse deal and yeah. What, what, what's the temperature? I mean, of the uh, members. I mean, I'd be getting quite angry. Yeah, I mean, they're livid, is what I would say, and they're they're tired and they're worn out and they're sick of not being respected. You know, people come out and they say they'll raise an issue, and what they get told time and time again is that either a we're sorry that problem's happening to you individually, but it's not a systemic problem, or b that doesn't happen. And so now we've got staff who were talking about taking a teaching ban next week, um, the entire week of week nine teaching, if management didn't come back to bargaining negotiations. And while a date has not been set, um, I, I'm confident that hopefully we're, we're seeing a change and Deacon might start to listen. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm from 3CR. Can I ask you some questions sure. about today? Where are you from? Monash University. Okay, and so how do you feel about so many people coming today to talk about the issues that are ailing the university sector? I'm really excited that we're all coming together. It's the first time I've been to an inter-university rally since the mid-1990s. So it just goes to show that there's real momentum after a period of, of uh, slowing down, that um, people are really upset about workloads, underpayment, and casualization. Okay, you know, many universities, including Monash, have actually been sprung uh, uh, on wage theft. That, is that another issue? Absolutely, underpayment and wage theft um, is, an issue with all universities and Monash is no exception. So what are you hoping out of the meeting today? I'm hoping that the meeting today will bring union values to the mainstream and not values pushed into a corner. Okay, and what about the negotiations at uh, uh, Monash? How are they progressing or aren't they? Yes, well, that would be something best to talk to Ben Eltham about as he's directly involved, but it is shocking that we have gone almost a full calendar year without an enterprise bargain agreement settled. I'm from 3CR and apparently you're the man who's been doing the negotiations at Monash, is that right? Uh, so I'm on the uh, bargaining committee for the Monash branch, yeah, yeah. And how's that going or not going? Very slowly, unfortunately. There's not a lot of uh, progress in the negotiations, unfortunately, at the moment. 
What are the sticking points for management? For management, nearly everything. Uh, we haven't got any yeses that I'm aware of yet. Um, lots of no's and lots of we'll get back to you's. So, what are you asking for? Uh, better job security. Um, you know, uh, it's a it's a broad reform agenda. But the key is, issues are job security, um, obviously better pay, um, an end to wage theft, uh, in particular workload reductions. Uh, that'll be our big four. Yeah. Okay. And what they've uh, locked those things things into their business model, have they? Uh, overwork and underpay? Yes, their business model is absolutely predicated on insecure work. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the statistics that were released today prove that, actually. Okay, and so what do you feel about this uh, gathering, all these people from all the different universities coming together? It's very exciting. I think it shows that uh, university workers are fed up with uh, declining working conditions uh, university workers got through the pandemic. At Monash, we pivoted to digital teaching in a fortnight. We went from completely face-to-face to completely digital in two weeks in 2020. We barely got a thanks from the Vice-Chancellor for that. It was very disappointing, really, the way that staff are treated at our public education institution. So people are, I think, fed up with their treatment, the lack of consultation, the long hours, the overwork. Uh, the corporatisation and the managerialism, and that's why they're coming out today. It's been a, a year that uh, they've been sitting on their hands. Yes, that's right. Uh, the Enterprise Agreement expired in June last year, and we've, we've had a number of meetings and bargaining, and we really haven't made a lot of progress. And has the Fair Work Commission got anything to say about this uh, slow behaviour? No, not, not that we're aware of, no. Thanks. You are listening to Stick Together, a half hour of workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. We are down at Victoria Trades Hall where a mass rally of members of the National Tertiary Education Union, the NTEU, gathered on Wednesday, May the 3rd as part of the National Week of Action. As one Facebook page from Monash put it, Wednesday was about hope. University staff said enough is enough. Enough of seeing good colleagues abandoning academia, delaying starting families due to job insecurity, working unpaid hours in order to do their job properly, enough restructures, redundancies and ballooning workloads. In Victoria, Trades Hall Solidarity Hall, a crowded room listened to speeches. Ben Eltham followed by Damien Carhill. So I am so excited to see so many friendly faces here in this room, so many people who have prepared to take collective action to fight for a better workplace and a better university system. That's enough from me. I'm going to introduce now our General Secretary of the Union, Damien Cale. Damien. Thanks, comrades. I'd like to acknowledge we're on stolen, unceded Aboriginal land. Uh, Comrades, it is just so wonderful to see you all here today. Give yourselves a round of applause. This is wonderful. And, And not only is it great to see you all here today, it is great to see so many NTU members all in the one place taking industrial action at the same time. Let's, 
Let's not forget, comrades, this is exactly the sort of thing our current workplace laws, notwithstanding the amendments from the Labor government, were designed to stop. And yet here we are. This, this is a great day. We haven't seen the NTU coming together like this in at least a decade, maybe longer. Now, is there anyone here from Deakin Uni? Any NTU members from Deakin Uni? Give it up for Deakin Uni members. Give it up for Deakin Uni members who have just smashed management's disgraceful non-union ballot for a non-union enterprise agreement. A massive effort. Well done. Well done. Comrades, Deakin Uni management, rather than negotiating in good faith with the union to address the issues that staff at Deakin Uni had identified as important and that we know are clearly important and are important to anyone who cares to look or who cares to ask, rather than addressing those issues of job security, you know what they are, job security, overwork, out of control, endless destructive workplace restructuring, decades high cost of living pressures, rather than addressing uh, those issues in enterprise bargaining, Deakin Uni management shamefully walked away from negotiations and tried to ram through a non-union ballot with a massive wage cut, just 2.8% per annum, uh, in a context where inflation is about 7%, that didn't address any of the burning issues of staff. But I'm so pleased to report, comrades, as you may have heard, our members at Deakin Uni stood firm and they said no. And now... Not, notwithstanding management's claims at the time, Deakin Uni is straight back at the table to negotiations and I'm confident, Deakin Uni, we will win a proper enterprise agreement. Well done, comrades. That's great work. <laughs> and comrades, this is the fifth non-union ballot in a row where we have beaten management in our sector. The fifth non-union ballot in the last five months where we've, NTU members have said no and we've beaten them and in every case management's back at the table. Comrades, that is the power of the union and that is the power of collective action. But comrades, Deakin Uni management's non-union ballot is indicative of the approach that's been taken by so many bosses in our sector, uh, particularly in the last six months. What we're seeing is obscenely well-remunerated vice-chancellors and their lackeys in the senior executive, often on $1 million-plus salaries, which is just a disgrace. And not only them, but the corporates on university councils who tell them what to do and who try and run an agenda, they want to pretend. They want to pretend that after all we've been through, they can continue on with business as usual. Well, comrades, we're here to say no. We're here to say no. We're here to say no, and we're here to say there is a better way. Comrades, as Ben was saying, you all, all of you, have just been through the darkest days, the darkest times, probably in the history of our sector, when the, workpla the workplace restructuring that occurred uh, when the pandemic hit during the COVID lockdowns, they were, they were brutal, they were unjustified, and they were completely unnecessary. And I, shame, that's right. And I've spoken to NTU members right around the country, and it's, it's, it's awful uh, just, just hearing about people's experience 
the trauma that people went through, it's still written on everyone's bodies. You can see it in people's eyes. It's written in their psyche. It is real and it is lasting and it is damaging. Uh, and comrades, you saw your colleagues in the thousands uh, get sacked callously by brutal corporatized management. And many, many people here, I'm sure, lost work as well, particularly casual and fixed-term workers here. And comrades, we know that the work that was lost, that those workers were doing, that didn't disappear. That was just redistributed to people who, who, who were remaining. You go to any university in the country and they will tell you that is what happened. The work did not go, our colleagues were sacked and the work was just given to others. So what we have now, comrades, as a result of the COVID crisis is we have a massive crisis of overwork in our university sector. Tell me I'm wrong, comrades. That's the truth, isn't it? We have a massive crisis of overwork uh, in our sector, which is shameful. At the same time, we're facing a cost of living crisis, the likes of which we haven't seen for decades. Not since the 1980s and early 1990s have we seen a cost of living crisis like we're facing now. And this is alongside the already existing crisis of insecure work in our universities, which we've known about for decades, but which, which has been given added uh, importance in the last few years through the massive wage theft campaigns that we've been running uh, in the NTU and, and we're getting success on that. It is an absolute disgrace that only 30% of workers in the university sector in Australia have ongoing jobs. That, that is a disgrace. That is shameful. This is no way to run our great public universities. We have to remember they're public institutions and they are charged with the mission of teaching, of research and community engagement in the public interest. They are not corporations, they are public institutions. And the only way, comrades, the only way, there is only one way, to achieve this mission, the public mission of universities, it's to invest in staff. It's really, really simple. And comrades, comrades, that is exactly what we're fighting for in our campaign for better enterprise agreements in Victoria and at every university across the country. Comrades, you deserve secure jobs. You deserve safe and healthy workloads. Casual staff deserve to be paid for all the work they do. Comrades, our transgender and our non-binary staff deserve access to paid gender affirmation leave. Comrades, you deserve not to be subject to pointless, endless, destructive rounds of workplace restructuring. You know it's true. You know it's true. And comrades, of course, you deserve a fair pay rise. And comrades, I'm here to tell you, not only do you deserve this, not only are our claims reasonable, not only are they absolutely necessary just for universities to be able to perform their basic function that I talked about earlier, I'm here to tell you with absolute certainty they are winnable. They are absolutely winnable. And I say, I say that they're winnable, it's not because I just believe it, I believe it because I've seen it. And I've seen it because at other universities across the country, NTU members, by standing together, by taking industrial action where necessary, 
We have won. At every single university where we've reached agreement, we have won paid gender affirmation leave. Every single university where we have reached agreement. And, and we're winning binding reductions in casualisation, the conversion of casual work into ongoing jobs, such as at Western Sydney Uni, a 25% reduction in casualisation, the conversion of the work that was done by those casual workers into 150 ongoing jobs, teaching and research jobs, which is a wonderful, wonderful achievement. <laughs> Comrades, we are winning the right to disconnect outside of working hours enforceable working from home rights and, as you may have read today in The Australian, at Sydney University, where we are very close to finalising agreements, our comrades there after nine days of strike action, the longest in the history of the union, they have won for the first time in any university an enforceable commitment in the enterprise agreement for paid sick leave for casuals. That's right. That's a wonderful achievement. Comrades, your claims in enterprise bargaining are reasonable, they're achievable, and I am absolutely confident that by standing together as a union, we can win better workplaces and better universities right across the country and right across Victoria. Well done, comrades. Solidarity. Let's continue the fight. You are listening to Stick Together, a half hour of workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. We are standing with NTEU, National Tertiary Education Union members, at the rally on May the 3rd, held at the Victorian Trades Hall. The crowd was so great that they spilled out of Solidarity Hall at Victoria Trades Hall and made their way to the eight-hour monument up from RMIT and the Emily McPherson Building to put the final resolution to the members. Sarah Roberts, Victoria State Secretary, NTEU. The resolution is calling for deals, if they're not done by the 30th of June, for us to consider an escalated industrial campaign, including potential further statewide strikes in the second part of the year. So that's the essence of, essence of it, comrades. I really commend the motion to you. That What we know for sure is that these organisations are not going to give us what, they, what we want out of the goodness of their hearts. We have to show them that we're serious. And I think, frankly, this crowd here today does nothing but indicate that we are dead serious and we are in numbers. And if provoked, we will strike. And that's what we've done today and that's what we'll do after the 30th of June if we don't have deals in place. So I commend the motion to the floor. Would anyone like to speak for or against the motion this afternoon? Come forward, comrade. Wow, this is amazing, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Ruth Jelly. I'm the Victorian Assistant Secretary for Professional Staff. I support this motion because I am sick to death of staff leaving the sector because we can get better work from home rights out there in the public sector, working for the bastards. We joined the university sector for a reason. 
because we believe in education. We want to support our students. We want to provide really good library resources. We want to keep those library doors open and the lights on. We want to make sure the students get access to student support when they need it all the time. Not just the one person on campus who does all the student support for all semester, all year long. We need more people providing all that support for all those students. And we want to stand in solidarity with our academic co colleagues, particularly those on casual contracts, who carry the majority of the weight of the teaching responsibility in our universities. It's an absolute shame. So we want an end to this sham contracting nonsense. We want fair pay rises and we want better workloads, well managed with reasonable working hours. It's not asking for much. It's dignity and decency in our work. I commend the motion to you, comrades. Thank you, Ruth. Would any other comrades like to speak for or against the motion? Good afternoon, all. Thank you, friends, comrades, for being here. I want, as a uh, stu former student and now sessional casual staff member at the University of Melbourne, I want to especially thank the students who are here today. Thank you so much, yeah. students who have come to show solidarity with your staff. You see, the reason why I want to thank you especially is because I think I will echo the sentiments of many teaching staff here that it is the privilege of our lives to be able to teach you. It is a privilege of our lives to be able to help you to expand your perspectives as indeed you, you help to expand ours. So, you know, it's not much that we're asking from the top. It's not much that we're asking. All we're asking for is to be able to continue to develop this relationship that we have with the students. So, comrades, one and all, I commend the motion to you. Thank you. Thank you. Comrades, I'm going to put the motion. We're going to do it as a show of hands, as a show of affirmation. Can I ask all those in favour of the motion of continuing industrial action, if we do not get the movement that we need from the Vice-Chancellors of Victorian Universities, please raise your hands. I think the eyes have it, comrades. Congratulations. We'll lead the NTEU rally as the members begin the next stage of the fight to return public universities into the hands of the public good, out of the hands of corporate Australia. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 9419 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, stick together. Yeah, we can make it work. You children can make it work. Every time. So we better get up, stand up for your rights. Or someone would say we're coming in from the cold. Or another one would say the sun is shining and the weather is sweet. And someone would say is this love. And everyone would say everything. Let's move it.